0: Welcome back to Romance Ever After, the podcast where we talk about romantic comedies exclusively with the romance novel-loving community. As always, I'm your scatterbrained host, Allie Parker. Today my lovely guest is best-selling and award-winning author of contemporary and erotic romance, Salaika Snyder. Saleika works has been showcased in Entertainment Weekly, BuzzFeed, The Times of India, and NPR. As an editor, writer, an American desi, and lifelong geek, she is as passionate. She's a passionate advocate for diversity and inclusivity in media of all kinds. She has lived in big cities like New York and Chicago, but her true home is the internet. You can find her at her website SuleikaSnyder.com, and follow her on Twitter at Suleka Snyder. Welcome, Suleika. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Ali. I'm excited. I'm excited to have you it's always it's always fun to like talk to like great writers who like really get how romance works about (laughs) movies that we love I I feel kind of mean though because I make you look at movies that you know you love internally and then like you start to see the whole yes
1: yes (laughs) in fact like looking at the list of movies that you have like I I was torn between everything you had listed and then I ended up asking you if we could talk about one that wasn't even on the list
0: <laughs> <laughs> which which is actually good for me because this is one like that's the rare movie that I've only seen once mm-hmm. um I, it came out my senior year of high school so and I had a friend who was like super into Matthew Good. Mm-hmm. So that's the only reason <laughs> that we saw it. Um, but I I don't I haven't seen it since and I forgot. It's actually quite a delight, but we'll get to yeah. that in a little bit. Yeah. Let's talk about you and your journey with romantic comedies.
1: Oh my gosh. I'm terrible at talking about myself. So <laughs> I mean, I've always enjoyed romantic comedies, um, you know, from childhood. Um watching comedic Bollywood films with my family. And and then of course, transitioning over to English, you know, rom-coms as well. And, um, you know, I just love laughing as people fall in love. I mean, what's mm-hmm. better than that? And and there's just so many wonderful movies out there, you know, and it's the perfect thing to turn on and just have on in your house when you're doing other things and you need a smile. like you know, you, you scroll over and like twenty 27 dresses is on and you're like, oh, well, okay, I guess I'll watch it. And, yeah. You know. Yeah,
0: a lot of people complain about romantic comedies being predictable, but like those beats help to carry you along especially when you when you're doing other things and you can't pay perfect attention. It's it's great. Right, right.
1: And I'm actually, ah, you know what I'm mad about that? I didn't pick what's your number because that is another (laughs) that is another one of my favorite whenever it's on TV, no matter where Mm -hmm. it is in the movie, I will stop, sit down and watch it because again and and, because that's another one. uh, I mean, if you ever have like a sequel, I will come back and talk about that. That movie is another like delightful, underrated romantic (laughs) comedy because you know what, you know, it's gonna be a happily ever after, you know, there's, you know, if it's a well-written comedy, going to be some sharp dialogue and charming leads falling in love with each other. Mm-hmm. And and whether it's something like this, Chasing Liberty or Just Right, which I also adore, or What's Your Number, um, I don't know, it's just a comfort. And um, and funnily enough, my, my pen name, Suleika Snyder, the Suleika comes from a 1970s romantic comedy uh, Bollywood film. Which one? It's called Chupke Chupke, which means quietly or sneaking around. <laughs> and and it's about a pair of newlyweds. The husband goes undercover uh, as the driver for his new brother-in-law. Yeah. Uh, sort of a prank because the brother-in-law considers himself like a master prankster. And the husband's mm. sort of like, really? Ha. <laughs> and so he goes undercover in the in the brother-in-law's house as his driver when his wife comes to visit. <laughs> you know, and and no one's met him yet as the, as the the new in-law. So they're mm. sneaking around and like the brother-in-law's horrified because he thinks the wife is his sister-in-law is cheating with his driver. <laughs> <laughs> it's all very silly. And the heroine's
0: name in that movie is Suleika. It's nice. It sounds like a lot of fun. I might have to dig that up. Yeah. It's, uh... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, okay. So we've talked about your past. Let's talk about what kind of tropes you like with romantic comedies or just romance in general. Oh my gosh. I mean, what trope don't I like, you know? Okay, let's make this even harder. Does it matter if you're writing it versus watching it? And is it better, like, in movies versus books like
1: oh i think it it depends like i i there are things i like to watch that i don't write
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know like things like fake dating i i don't think i can pull that kind of thing off you know <laughs> but i love watching it yeah um yeah so so there's a lot that i like to watch and read that i don't actually write you know mm-hmm. um you know and or things like you know the princess on the run kind of thing like um I most enjoy. Yeah, I, I would say I actually most enjoy tropes that I I don't actually tackle myself, because because <laughs> then, then I don't have to do the hard work or think about it.
0: <laughs> when somebody else is doing the work for you, that's when that's it's that's when it's great. It's greener pastures. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Because
1: I'm also a soap fan, so like give me evil twins and interrupted weddings and <laughs> you know love triangles and, and like stuff that I would never. I probably wouldn't write you know, I'm like, yeah. I don't, I don't think so, no one's interrupting, oh, no one's coming back from the dead, well, I don't know,
0: I might, <laughs> <laughs> I think it could make an evil twin work, yeah, I think you could
1: do. maybe, I'll have to try, but, but yeah, <laughs> so I, I will watch and devour movies that, like, I, yeah, I normally wouldn't write or, or tackle, yeah, so that's, I'm, re- I'm repeating myself, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, that's cool. Well, um, I sort of alluded to it beforehand, um, but the movie we're talking today is *Chasing Liberty* uh, from 2004. I normally like to talk a bit about the background of the movie first and foremost, but I can't couldn't find anything about this movie. Like, there's nothing, no, no oral history, no, nothing, nothing interesting in the writers' backgrounds. I mean. They wrote on a Cartoon Network show at one point. Um, <laughs> the director has been directing TV shows since the 80s, but like, there's like nothing. But the only interesting, slightly interesting thing about it, this was one of two First Daughter movies that came yeah. out in 04. Yeah. So it was this one in January and then First Daughter in September. And that was clearly the one that was the slightly better pedigree <laughs> of the two. Um, but yeah, I like absolutely nothing about this movie anywhere. Um, it came out in January, so clearly they were trying to dump it. Yeah. Um, because it came out like the first weekend in January, and that's that's the death zone for movies. It is. It is. <laughs> One would think that this movie, with as light and fun as it is, it would have been in the summer perfect time for teenage girls who want to look at a cute guy. (laughs)
1: Absolutely. I mean, it is absolutely a summer rom-com. I don't know why they released it in January. And, and frankly, when I think, you know, something like First Daughter, which I think was Katie Holmes, you know, they Mm -hmm. were, they were really trying to make her happen. Right. At that time. And, and uh, Mandy Moore hadn't, you know, she's having her moment now with this is us. So this was like, this was like pre, you know, again,
0: Mandy Moore, Trying well, to... Many- yeah. Manny Moore was kind of having an acting moment because she had, um, like the year before, she had some other teen rom com, which I can't remember. I'm totally blanking on, which she was also brunette in. And then, like, I think a year or two after this, she had the one where she plays Diane Keaton's daughter mm-hmm. and with the meddling mom. Oh, so yes. Like, I love that movie. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. So they were, they were, they were like trying to make her happen, but this just was not the vehicle for no, her. <laughs> it should have been because it's really charming. It is. It is very cute. Some of the dialogue, a little wonky, but it's, it's really, it's really charming. And it has so many good tropes in it. Yes, So many good tropes. Like I watching it again, I just like kept going, Oh my God, there's that one. And there's that one. And there's that one. Yeah. So let's get started in talking about the movie, which is very much an homage to the early double odds because oh my gosh, every, everything she wears in this, I think I owned at some point, <laughs> the camisoles, <Yeah. laughs> the khaki pants, like, everything, um, I, I do have my own, like, picky DC bitch shit, that like, because I'm from DC, like, I, I always get crazy about it, um, but I'm gonna try and rein it an in as we go, uh-huh. so the opens we see her getting ready for her date um you know she it's uh she's trying to figure out what she's gonna wear and uh we see a guy like kind of speeding down the speeding down the street like getting ready like he's ripping off his tie he decides he's not gonna wear that and he pulls up to the white house in like the foggiest night ever um and, you know, she's, she's gotten dressed and he picks her up and, you know, he's just like this very milk toast guy, like the plainest looking dude you could possibly find. Um, and she's running off to her date. It's very clear, you know, he's picking her up from the White House and they destroyed his flowers, which I thought was really stupid. But <laughs> okay. <laughs> they destroyed his flowers and you know, he's, she's like, you know, I'm off to my date, you know, she's happy and she's cheery and she's happy-go-lucky and they go to this restaurant and they're sitting, like, in the middle of, like, the restaurant, like, anybody could see her. I, that's, that's my picky thing. Yeah. Because if, any kind of security asset like that, the lot, la- the one place they would have her be is, like, in the center of this large space. She would be off in a corner somewhere. Right everyone, even if she wanted to be normal, they would have her off in a corner being normal, right, Um, and, you know, she's having the time of her life, and, you know, we find out that this guy that she's talking to, he got into Rhode Island, which I realized later, she met Rhode Island School of Design, Um, (laughs) I was like, what's Rhode Island, Um, but yeah, uh, and, you know, she's really enjoying it, he's and he's like, well, you know, my parents want me to be a doctor. And she's like, what is it about parents? They always want you to do what they they want you to have a life, but you know, they want you to do what they want to do. And that's just, you know, double-edged sword. And, you know, this pack of guys start barging into the restaurant and they're wearing hats and baggy shirts and he's reaching up beneath his shirt and he looks like he's going to pull up something and it's just really supposed to be a camera but everybody in the whole entire restaurant freaks out and it turns out the whole entire restaurant is filled with a security detail and that's when I got really upset about my tax dollars (laughs) 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 because that is a complete waste like you know if you (laughs) if you really really want to be overprotective dad um there are better ways to do it that's all i'm saying um maybe a smaller restaurant you could have recommended i don't know um so yeah she so she's upset the guy is freaked out and he's decided that he he can't do it he can't go out on a date with her um because you know it's too much of a hassle dating the president's daughter uh and she's pissed so she goes back Uh, to the White House and like she yells at her dad about like you know how's she ever going to find out what third base is (laughs) (laughs) and (laughs) that kind of got to me because I got in trouble in elementary school for asking my dad what third base was because I could figure out what first base was and second base was and home run but I couldn't figure out third base and I asked for him to explain that oh to my. me, and so then I was forbidden from watching blossom but clearly her dad doesn't know what first third base is either because he asks his whole entire advisory council you know put his yeah. third base it was <laughs> I mean I just thought
1: that was hilarious and also I want to point out that her dad is Mark Harmon yes. who is you know a notorious hottie like so, <laughs> so he's got a hot president dad
0: uh, yes so that's that's kind of nice Very high-president dad. Um, So yeah, so that's that's like how our movie opens up. We have a young, enthusiastic girl who just wants to be a teenager and her dad is the most important man in Mm -hmm. the world and he is overbearing and overprotective and he has your federal dollars to do his bidding. Yes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Our B story for this though is, you know, kind of, (laughs) it's, icky in certain respects but also kind of not somehow I don't know how yeah um it's she has her her two uh security agents her two body men are a guy and a girl uh Weiss and Morales mm-hmm. who um it's very clear that Weiss is into Morales and mm-hmm. Morales is just a woman trying to do her job right <laughs> yes. and, Weiss, and Weiss is constantly saying stuff to her, like, I like your blouse. And she's like, it's a sweater. And he's like, well, you know, it still looks good on you. You should wear it more. And like, you know, she's just trying to like protect her asset. Um, and he wants to talk about her <laughs> uh constantly. Uh and so that that's kind of going along throughout this whole entire movie. Um, so we get to the point where you know she has it out with her parents she just wants to be free and have some fun and she, you know they're supposed to be going to Europe for a big summit and while they're in Europe she just wants to have a little bit more freedom and mean, can you blame the girl she's 18 years old yeah right right she's but gonna we, go away to
1: college she mm-hmm. wants you know she just wants one summer
0: you know to herself <laughs> yeah yeah, as as you do. Like your 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 summer before college, oh. like that's the the most free you'll ever be. Yeah. You know, you're done with high school, you haven't started college, you have like zero responsibility. The only thing you have to do is stay alive and out of jail. Right. Like that's all you have What's to up? do for one summer. And then then your life is in like a new phase. So like I can't blame her for just wanting to have her one summer in Europe, where she could like, go hang out with her friends and go to the love parade. Yeah. Um, and her dad is iffy on it. But you know, we have mom who encourages everything, um, getting him to agree to allowing her to have a little bit more freedom and fun. Um, so we go to Europe. And we meet her friend Gabrielle. Of the tongue ring. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I thought it was uh, very ballsy of her to think that she was actually going to explain why girls get tongue rings to the president. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me. Um, But luckily our our heroine stops her before she fully explains why (laughs) but she gets she gets pretty far. (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> I just, I thought it was weird that the daughter had diplomatic obligations, but okay. Um, they're at this, they're at this ball and, you know, Gabrielle's like, Hey, can we run off? And she agrees with her dad that her dad agrees to like, let her go out with Gabrielle to this concert. And, but before she does that, they they ha- Gabrielle hatches a plan that we're going to cut and dye your hair so that you'll be a little bit more unrecognizable yes (laughs) and somehow they (laughs) managed
1: to cut and dye her hair in like a
0: very short window of time very short window of time like i've never seen brunette dye go that quickly because her hair isn't just like a little darker it is deep brown yeah deep 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 brown <laughs> um and the I really do love when like they come down and they're like and Gabrielle and uh Mark Harmon's like oh I see Gabrielle found another trashy friend to hang out
1: with <laughs> <laughs> and the trashy friend is his child <laughs> that's the best <laughs> it's
0: like she wasn't even dressed that harmless harmfully like she was wearing like a red jacket yeah. and a nice top right like she looked like an 18 year old girl yes um but you know a new trashy friend uh and so then they take off with just what's supposed to be her two protection agents but mark decides that now that she looks like a trashy friend she needs more security yes yeah. uh. and that's where things go off the rails <laughs> <laughs> so I was like really excited that the concert they went to was The Roots oh yeah I was shocked though that they used the uncensored version of Push 2.0 because (laughs) that is a dirty dirty song (laughs) Um, and I think this movie is only PG-13 but yeah I guess the I guess the people who gave the rating totally missed that um so yeah So they're at the concert, they're having fun. And then she realizes that there are agents in the crowd Mm -hmm. and her dad lied to her. But Gabrielle, again, the woman of many plans, (laughs) they go to the bathroom, they switch her jacket with some drunk girl and (laughs) she proceeds to evade all the security and she runs right out of the venue into essentially into the arms of our hero
1: yes a hot <laughs> a hot dark-haired Englishman on a motorcycle oh
0: yeah, well, it was a Vespa but oh, you're right it was a Vespa I'm sorry <laughs> I mean cool. a motorcycle a motorcycle would have been cool too yeah it would have been really cool it, it was a Vespa a Vespa slightly dorkier but that's that's his charm <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, she's like, uh, can you give me a ride? And he looks sort of over her shoulder and realizes that, you know, there are people trying to come to her. And he's like, Yeah, sure, hop on. And, you know, they're running through, they're they're driving through the streets of, I don't know, where are they supposed to be? Prague. They're, they're Prague. Be Prague. That's right. They're driving through the streets of Prague, trying to evade all the security that's after her. And, you know, she's lying saying, oh yeah, I snuck into the venue and that's why they're chasing me. Can you help me evade them some more? He's like, yeah, sure, fine. Um, And he takes her to the bar that she's supposed to meet up with Gabrielle. Um, And she steadily proceeds to get really drunk, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like really, really hammered. Uh, And she sees her security team catch up to her and he's like why don't you just go duck into the bathroom Mm -hmm. and while you're there they'll they'll probably disappear if they don't see you and so he goes outside after she goes to the bathroom and she's like she's in there and that's when we are we discover he is a part of her security detail oh my gosh oh my gosh yes (laughs) the betrayal um and and very bit of quick thinking, Uh, her mother convinces him to, convinces her father to let her have this one night. Uh, She's already with a guy who is security. She doesn't know uh, they're in Prague. Nobody really notices her. You know, her security detail has, her her two men team has caught up to her. So now they know where she is. So he has backup. So they can just like hang even further back and just let her have a night. And her dad goes, okay. So they split and he is stuck babysitting a very drunk 18 year old. Um, for the rest of the night, she tries to jump. Uh, actually, no, she does jump in a river.
1: Yes, because naked. she's. It, this is where it kind of goes into manic pixie dream girl mode, right? Like, so she is like <laughs> determined to have a great time and poor Matthew Good's character, Ben is is just like, Beside himself, she she uh, strips off her clothes and talks, or she tries to strip off her clothes and says, you know, something like, "I want to jump naked into the Danube,"
0: and he's and he's and he's, and he's, and he, he's like,
1: he's like nobody. He, he's like number one, nobody wants to jump naked in the Danube. Number two, that's not even the Danube; that's the Vituva or whatever the river is called. And she's like, <laughs> and she's like nobody says I want to jump naked into the Vituva or, or whatever the river is called. Yeah, and and it's just it's very like him being put upon and kind of just oh my god what have I gotten myself into
0: but like at the moment like they seem like they're private but you get a wide shot and they are really in front of an outdoor restaurant oh yes and there are people there's a guy with a camera who's about to take a picture of her naked behind jumping into the Valdada and when her two-man team Weiss and Morales show up and flash their badges and confiscate that camera yeah um which actually plays out in a little bit um but you know he finally gets her to get out of the river and put clothes on and they go wandering around Prague and they see like this outdoor somebody's doing like an outdoor projection of uh, an opera and she's like I love it I want to see it but I want to see it from the side of a roof that's like two hundred feet in the air, um, and he's like, "Oh fuck!" So they go scale a building um, in the dead of night in Prague, which as you do, as as one does. Um, God bless their souls, and you know he thinks you know he's trying to. He does that dude thing where he's explaining the offer to him to her and you know she's drunk but she actually does like opera and she explains it right back to him and so there's that little moment of where he's slightly charmed by her yes like there's a little bit more to this drunken 18 year old i'm carting all over Prague. like she has she has a little something um the big thing though is that we do discover his phone is broken because she made him jump in the river. Right. So he can't call anybody because remember, we're in the odds now. So people have cell phones and they use them. <laughs> um, and so he's, he's worried about like being able to check in. But like, we do get that great scene where we look across and we see Weiss and Morales with the camera, like watching them. Um, on the side of the roof, uh, watch the opera. So then we get to the uh, next morning where he's trying to call to check in um, to let him know where she is. But does that happen? Uh, She's also checking in with her family. And that's when she finds out that he was spying on her. Her dad was spying on her all night long and she's pissed off. Um, cause, and he's pissed off at her because he discovers that she was jumping naked in a river. And so she's like, well, screw all this. I'm going to Berlin. And she runs for the first train she can get on and he's chasing after her. Um, because, you know, nobody's been able to catch up to her just yet. And so she just runs on the first train and he finally catches up for up to her and the train just takes off leaving her, uh, her protection agents think that they caught onto the train, but they're on the wrong train. So she's on one train headed in one direction. They're on one train headed in a different direction. She thinks she's going to Berlin. They're actually going to Berlin. Turns out she's going to Venice. And we, she doesn't discover she's going to Venice until she's like halfway to Venice. Then we meet, McGruff. <laughs> yes. The next day, the next morning they meet McGruff the wondering Englishman who is a who is quite the character. Um, he has this thing where he has stickers that he gives to people that all they have to do is take the sticker, post it wherever they want to. And it's just like a little bit of like kind of like connectivity out there in the world, you know, because you'll see the sticker and you'll think of him. Um, and there are these really weird six million dollar man stickers (laughs) (laughs) which I mean even for 2004 was way 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 out of date (laughs) yeah it's it's ridiculous
1: I also want to add that like uh, this movie was shot on location so it's visual porn like you you're in Prague you're in Venice you're in Berlin so there's like
0: it's, it's tourism porn, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, yeah, you get, like, all these great visuals of, like, the towns at yeah. night, and of, like, the Alps in the background, oh, wow. and the pretty scenic si- uh, countryside, yeah, it's it's really gorgeous. Uh, so they get to Venice, and they're like, well, we're in Venice now, let's have fun with McGrath, and they, we get, like, this nice montage uh, of them and McGruff just like going and exploring Venice and changing clothes and then trying things out and you know he's reluctantly going along with it um and he uh he starts to have fun yeah like he actually starts to have a little Ben starts to have a little bit of fun um he's starting to enjoy himself and But he hasn't enjoyed himself too much just yet. And so McGruff is like, well, I want gelato and this place doesn't have gelato. So I'm going to go grab some. But before I go, let's all just have this big group Group. hug. (laughs) And it's strange, but McGruff is strange. So you just kind of wave it off. You go with it. Yeah, you go with it. And so they're sitting at this cafe waiting for McGruff to come back with his gelato as they're eating dinner and you know they're just kind of talking and enjoying the evening and Anna looks in her purse to like grab some money to pay because she's starting to notice that you know you know I got to get out of here um there's people around and they might notice me i think some people are starting to notice me and she looks in and she realizes the only thing left in her purse are the stickers And she freaks out, but she doesn't want to get spotted. So she just takes off and Ben is looking in his wallet and he realizes he doesn't have anything there either. And, but Anna's taking off. So she has no choice. He has no choice, but to take off after her. And now they've just dined and dashed. Um, So, (laughs) so not only do we have her security detail on their behinds, we also have, the restaurant people on their behinds who are definitely going to call the cops um, to chase after them and you know they're just taking off through the streets of Venice like trying to hide out and they finally like hide behind this pillar and they just so happen to be hiding behind the boat of the world's shabbiest gondolier um, who <laughs> he just he gave up his job in accounting because he wanted to be he wanted to be a gondolier um, he wanted to run a gondolier and he's like okay um sure I'll take you and they're like but they don't have any money to pay so they make up that they are newlyweds and they ran away from her family to get married and they're just young and in love and can you take pity on them and he's like fine I'll take you anything for love and they're his first customers too yeah <laughs> yes his first ever
1: gondolier customers gondola <laughs> customers
0: yeah yeah nobody wants nobody wants to ride with him so the first people who he gets are the people who can't pay <laughs> but for love for love he'll do it for love yes um so you know they're going down the canal and we have like this like very nice moment like he starts to open up with her and like talks a little bit more about himself and his life and you know how he's 23. Yes. He make, make make makes a point to say he's 23 because we got this little bit of exposition back earlier when her father finds out that he's who she's with, that you know, he's the young, he's a super young agent, yes. and he's really he's super competent at his job. And the reason he's English is because his father was American CIA yes. agent yes. so that's why he's an American citizen and working for the US government but you know he stayed with his mother in England yes. so that's why he's English yes. we've explained all that but we still don't know how old he is well, he's, now we know
1: now we know he's 23 and i th- and i think this is where he also talks about his father um having p- chosen his job over his mom and him yes this is the yes. bit of it, this is that this is an important bit of exposition about like yeah, choosing love versus
0: duty, and making the grand gesture. Yes, and, and he, he he actually makes a point of saying he his mother had hoped her his dad would have made maybe. the grand gesture, and Anna was like, "What's that? What what's a grand gesture?" And he explained, like you know, that he his mother had hoped his dad would have like given up the job and come after them to yes. be with them. Yes, and. She's like, you know, she's young. It's so romantic. We we kind of also get the idea of, to him, what's been instilled in him, what is romance. He he does kind of have a romantic streak. We just haven't really gotten a chance to see it yet because he's been a little bit more buttoned up as he's been babysitting um, Anna. So after this moment, after he's explained this really great kind of romantic thing to her, uh, he looks ahead and he sees restaurant guy, waiter, and a police officer on the bridge ahead of the canal. And so he's freaking out because he, think- he thinks they're going to stop them. So he does what any good hero does. He kisses her That's to hide the fact that they're on the gondola. Yes. And I, when I saw that, I let out such a shriek. I was like, yes! Yes, yes exactly it's so tropey oh, yes. Yes. I love it. <laughs> yes exactly it's so tropey it's the best it's it's perfect i love it oh god and you know she's in the moment and she's like whoa he likes me and he's in the moment because he's like oh wow that was more than i was expecting yeah but uh yeah and so they get to the end of their gondola ride, and it's like, well, what are we gonna do now? Um, because they don't have any hotel to go to, uh, because they have no money, and our our sweet sweet gondola driver uh, decides that he'll take him home, take take them home with him, because his mother will understand young love and newlyweds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he takes them home with him and his mother is first very upset because he quit his job, his good accounting job, something that he was actually good at um, to to do this. And he brings home people who can't pay to stay in their house and eat their food. (laughs) But then he's like, mom, they're newlyweds. And she's like, oh, they're newlyweds. Okay, come on. (laughs) and you know takes care of them but of course you know they have to stay the night and there's only one there's only one bed yes there's only one bed and for some reason well for some reason you know she's just in a towel (laughs) um and he's like well I guess I'm gonna sleep on the floor and she thinks they've had this really great moment in the gondola he kissed her and she's like hello I'm here there's a bed we can go a little bit further than that kissing. And she just drops, drops that time. Drops the towel. And he's like, uh, and he just like turns around immediately. He's like, no, 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 we're not doing that. Um, You know, I only kissed you to hide us from right. the police. Like, and she's like, well, even if you did that, you felt it. I felt something. Come on, you know, let's go for it. And he's like, no, that's not what's happening here. That's not happening here. Um you know, cause the man is on the job. Yes. You know, he, he remembers that she doesn't, no. he remembers that though. Um, he's on the job and he's like, just get in the bed and I'm sleeping on the floor. And so she like huffily gets in the bed and she's like, your, your, your naked 18 year old version is in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, thank you. And then he just sleeps on the floor next to her. Uh, and so then next morning she's of course, mightily pissed at him uh and when uh eugenio's mom wants him wants them to kiss because you should kiss your wife every day if you want to have a happy marriage (laughs) um and you know he she's refusing to kiss him of course for reasons uh he's like you know she's mad at she's mad at me and he's like yeah i She's, the mom is like, yeah, you know what? You can make it up to her. You have to make it up to her. And then Eugenio drives them to Austria, like all the way to Austria. Just to the border. Just to the, I mean, I don't, I don't,
1: mind you, I have no concept of European geography, (laughs) so I don't know how far the Austrian border is from Venice, but it was just the border.
0: (laughs) It was, it was just to the border, but like we're talking at least at least a solid hour drive at least a solid hour drive. And then they're going to walk across Austria as, <laughs> to Germany. As you do. You know. <laughs> as you do. <laughs> and so, you know, they start marching through through Austria, um, through the Austrian countryside. And, you know, she's pissed at him. And she's just like, you know, is it is it because you're not into girls? Is that it? And he's like, no. And so it's because you're not into me. And he doesn't really answer. And, you know, she's just super angry at him. And, you know, I thought we had a moment and all this other stuff. And so instead of like, you know, behaving like a rational person, she waves down the first vegetable truck she sees driving by and hops on and leaves his behind, behind and just like rides on with these guys. Uh, these strange Austrian men who drop her like I don't know how much further down the road and he just starts running after the truck Um, but he doesn't catch up with it Uh, and so she just gets off and she's doing a sad lonely walk and huff down the road and I do like how they kind of justify his ability to catch up her because she's walking slow and she stops by the side of the road to like just have a good think and then she like gets to the bridge where she sees these people and somebody's about to jump off and she's really freaked out and she's like he's gonna jump off and it's like yes on purpose he's bungee jumping jumping. obviously yeah (laughs) obviously these people people aren't just standing around but
1: also, I think Ben mugs a kid for his bike. Well, not mugs him, but like, <laughs> bor- like borrows a bike from a kid. it's,
0: it's- he, he does. Yeah, he buys a bike off of a kid to try and catch up yes. with her because he sees the truck coming back at one point and she's not, not on it. it. Yes, and so he's like extra freaked out. Now it's like, so that's what saw so you left with. You're not there anymore. Um, and he steals. The, he gets the bike from the kid and he finally catches up to her. And when he catches up to her, she's about to jump off the bridge. And he's like, well, if you're gonna do it, I'm doing it with you. Um, And the fun part is though, when she catches up to these people at the bridge, it turns out that here's McGrath, McGrath! the thief. (laughs) And you know, instead of like punching him in his face as normal person was, you know, she's just hanging out with these people. Um, So, yeah, he catches up to her, getting ready to jump off the bridge. He's like, if you're jumping off, I'm jumping off with you. Um, So they're hooked together, and he's holding her tight. And, you know, she has this, like, moment where she spouts off, like, some sort of crap that her, uh, uplifting crap that her dad said to her. And he's like, all right, we're doing this. And he's like, hold tight to me. And she squeezes him tight. He pushes off. And, you know, so they have to hold all the way down. And so now we've got touching each other and mm-hmm. all this adrenaline rushing and laughing and giggling. And, you know, they're really, they're just really starting to feel each other now. Yeah. <laughs> and so then fast forward to that night where they're camping out with like all these people they jumped off the bridge with. And one of the guys there is Gus Gus yes. who, who Ben refers to as a walking out. <laughs> <help. A walking laughs> I love that. <laughs> <clears throat> first time as a walking out which was hilarious um and you know she's like well you know what maybe I'll go hang out with Gus Gus because Gus 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 comes over and basically propositions Anna with like you want to wink wink nudge nudge yes. like you know <laughs> and it's and she's like no that's okay <laughs> but you know he's kind of jealous clearly a little jealous of his attentions to Gus Gus because like he starts going off about like, you wanna go be with him. She's like, you know what? Maybe I do. Maybe I want to go. He clearly wants to be with me. And like, you know, they have like a little tiff. They're both like, you know, a little soggy. They're underneath a blanket. They're trying to get dry. And like they're 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 fighting. And just eventually he just admits that. He's into her. Yes, this is one of my- He's jealous of him and he
1: just does it so well. It's such a great scene because she's kind of like going off about how like, how maybe I want to, I do want to go off with him and we're going to have some kids like Hans Hans and Gunter Gunter and whatever. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and, and then he has this great, great confession, you know, and it's like, you know, yes, I'm jealous as hell. I adored kissing you in Venice and, and all this. And then he says, Unbloody hinge bloody just being near you yes I love that like yes unbloody hinged. hinged yes! just being near you and you feel
0: his pain you do
1: it. it's so oh. he's just so like oh my god like fine fine I have to get this off my chest I you've got me manic pixie dream man you know Mandy and then <laughs> and, and, and I do think they end up kissing at that
0: point because it's just yes yes and yes he they do kiss yes they will Well, no, no, they don't kiss just yet. They're about to kiss. His phone rings. Oh, right, right, yes. The broken phone rings. And she's like, oh, I guess your phone's working now. And he takes the phone and he tosses it away without answering. Yes. And so then then it's like, we know he's choosing her over duty. Yes. And then he kisses her. And it's like, yes. 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 And then it kind of,
1: and then we get a fade to black. Um, mm-hmm. you know, there's no actual sexy times in it, but they wake up in the same, there's an implication that they use the same sleeping bag. Uh
0: huh. And he's walking around in his underwear, he's
1: walking around in his underwear, and she's like half naked in the sleeping
0: bag. Mm-hmm. so so
1: the 18 year old version is a version no more <laughs>
0: <laughs> all i'm saying is if we have to fade to black just give us more sex and rom-coms i i'm tired of this homework shit <laughs> yeah i'm like <laughs> Im- <laughs> imply some sexy times more please please yes <laughs>
1: um
0: <clears throat> okay so yes so next morning he finally answers his phone the next morning the next morning find out that uh he he's on the phone with his with her with her detail and they're like you know you've been off this assignment since you got on that train in Prague and he's like oh shit I didn't get paid to sleep with her that's good Um, (laughs) (laughs) and he's like well I'm taking her to Berlin so you're just gonna have to meet us there Mm -hmm. um and then he goes back to his girl and he tosses his phone on the fire yep. <laughs> <laughs> and we definitely know they did it again um yes and so the next scene that we get from that is they're in berlin they're in berlin with um uh, mcgruff and she somehow finds her friend gabrielle <laughs> in this incredibly crazy crowd without texting her um They find Gabrielle, and she's with Gabrielle, and they're having fun, and next thing we see him on the phone, on a payphone, talking to them, and they're like, she's here. I'll get her to here, and you can get her from there, and when he hangs up and turns around, Anna was standing there the entire time listening to his conversation, and she is distraught beyond belief, and he's, she's She's betrayed clearly, yeah. and he's trying to stop her and explain things, and she's just not hearing it, and she just kind of runs off all flailing about. This this was just really bad acting. Yeah, it was a little bad. <laughs> it's really bad. Um, you know, she's supposed to be like overwhelmed and overheated, and she's just like flailing about, and um, she gets to gets to this like tree and like people start to recognize her all of a sudden. Um and they're they're crowding at her and they're pawing at her. And she falls down and here he comes busting in like it's bodyguard yep. and he picks her up. Swoops her <laughs> up into his <laughs> arm swoops yeah. her up into his arms and carries her off to the helicopter where it's waiting and he puts her down and she's looking at him and he thinks he's going she's going to thank him but instead she runs off to Weiss and Morales who and hugs them and gives them a hug and he's just oh he's so heartbroken. Yeah, he's just so heartbroken, and he he's happy she's safe, but he's he's fallen in love with her clearly at this point, and she doesn't want to have anything to do with him. She's
1: betrayed. Her heart's a little, you know. She shortly thereafter she tells her mother that her heart's a little broken.
0: Just a little, just a little broken. She she gets she goes back to the states, and next thing we know, she's at Harvard, and Weiss and Morales, who's had their very 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 sexual harassment relationship um actually bloom into an actual relationship and you know they're giggling on the couch and kissing while she's in the library mm-hmm. and, and they leave the library and she says this ridiculous line i yeah. she goes in this great school there's not a single course about love <laughs> yeah that was bad <laughs> so bad like come on guys, come on. I get that she's supposed to like be all like heartbroken and missing him, but come on, that's just so bad. Um, but like, as she's walking outside the library she sees a sticker. She sees a $6 million man sticker on a post and she just like gets a smile on her face. And it's very clear that she's remembering her time in Europe and she's remembering him and she's even remembering McGraw McGrath. And, all, and all that fun stuff. Um, And then next time we see her she's it's supposed clearly supposed to be winter break because it's like Mm -hmm. Christmas decorations everywhere and like snow, the one time it was in DC over Christmas Um, and you know, she's going to talk to her dad and her dad is like, you know, have you thought about going to study abroad in Oxford like I recommended? And she's like, nah, I'm not really feeling it right now. And, you know, she's like, you know, you're right. I need to keep my head on straight. No time for all this fun and all this other stuff. And he's like, well, I just want to let you know uh, Ben, he's no longer with the Secret Service anymore. In fact, uh, he's got a job somewhere else doing something completely different. Um, and she, he, she's like, um, okay. And it turns out he's in London. And uh, she walks away and it's clear that the wheels are turning in her head. And the next thing we see is Ben in some sort of theater, I guess video, like taking pictures. Yeah,
1: being like a videographer or a yeah for an
0: opera house. I think something artistic. Yeah, because it's very clear she likes artistic guys. Um, and he's doing that, and we see her walk in before she walks in. Like everybody starts running around, going, "The president's daughter's here! The president's daughter is here!" <laughs> Which was. So ridiculous. It's very ridiculous. <laughs> um, and she walks in and he turns around and he sees her and she goes up to him and he's like, what are you doing here? And she says, I'm a Pacini groupie. And They they agree that you know they're gonna they're gonna give it a try and he's like she's like can you get me out of here and he's like yes of course and they go outside and the next thing we see them riding around London on a Vespa (laughs) and happily ever after. Meanwhile, Morales had to get a new job because (laughs) because she's she was dating her partner and Weiss got a new partner and he gets to go to London. Where's Morales? That's all I wanted. (laughs) That that was my main takeaway of the ending. Very happy they got to ride a Vespa, but I want to know what Morales' career goals are.
1: Yeah, I know. I know. I could have had a whole separate movie about Morales. I loved her. She's she's played by Annabella Sciorra and she was great. Um, Also, I want to say that um, uh, Anna says, he's like, what are you doing here? And I think she says, I'm making the grand gesture. Does she? Yeah, that's right. She does
0: say that. She does say that at the end. She does. She actually says she's making the grand gesture, pointing out that you know, I'm doing the thing you said. Some, I remembered something that you said yeah. and it's meaningful to you. Yeah, and so I liked that. And she's it's, studying abroad,
1: yeah. Yeah, and she's studying abroad and he's studying her bod and, uh, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that, my friends, is Chasing Liberty. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and it's it's got so many great tropes in it. I mean, I'm I'm mad we didn't get like the full on one bed, but you know, we got we got a little bit of that moment there. Yeah. We got, you know, the dad being the matchmaker in the yes. end. Yes. And uh, we had the road trip, love story in there. And it's just oh, it's so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um okay, so what in here I would say what do you think would be, like, absolutely awful if it were a book?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, because you know what? It's really, it hits all the beats of a new adult romance, mm-hmm. right? Like, I could That's actually see the whole thing being a book um, mm-hmm. with, with like, actual extended sex scenes. Like, yeah. I don't know. I think she'd be a little bit more insufferable on the page. Mm-hmm. Um, like, maybe... She- like man, I don't I, I don't know. It depends on the writer too.
0: Yeah. Well, I, okay. I would say this. Um, she, they, they say a lot of what she is, but I don't think we get a lot of who she is yeah. in the movie. Um, that's that's very much too what you're saying about like she's manic pixie dream girl. Yeah, she is very much that. She's very surface level. Yeah, and we we see a lot of her. Her only drive is to have fun and be young, but we don't see like she's, she's perfectly happy being the president's daughter is there's kind of the allusion to the beginning that, you know, her dad was a governor and she got used to mm-hmm. life then. And now she's been in the white house for the past seven years. And we don't really get to see other ways that that frustration right. has played out. All we know is that she wants to blow off some steam and have some fun. And, you know, she does say a lot of platitudes, so I don't. I I do think they cut out, and we miss a lot more of her motivations. I feel like we get more of His. Ben's motivations. Yes.
1: he's a much more um,
0: well-formed character than she is, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I definitely think if this this were a book, they would there would be better and better understanding of who she is and why she really feels this. That's a good like, point. We get we we get we get sort of that scene where she's like railing at her parents at breakfast at one time but even then like it's barely anything yeah but like we get these moments where we see her playing scrabble with her parents and you know clearly they have like a fairly decent unit um why we barely see her talk to her mom yeah um, but mom is there mom is present and it's clear I I just I want to know if there's a version of the script where mom's a little bit more developed we see a little bit more of her through that I if not I wait if it were a book I would really want to see that there yes. because mom seems to be like down for Anna having fun and is there a reason why was mom a wild child right like right you could
1: definitely go into more of that in a book and of course in a better screenplay and and I know there's a couple of deleted scenes which I have watched, uh, but not but not recently. Like, but there, uh, it's been a while since I watched watched the deleted scenes on the DVD. But they 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 flesh out the family a little more from what I recall. Mm-hmm. But you're right. In in book form, we would get a bit a better insight into why she's so driven to have fun. And I think um, depending on the writer and how they handled it, like a lot of the manic pixie dream girl stuff would be less annoying so I'm actually walking Mm -hmm. walking back what I said earlier about her being insufferable the potential for her to be more sympathetic in the book I think would be there
0: yeah like those those scenes where she's just like sitting on the rock thinking like that's that's a prime place for us to if we had had someone for Anna to talk to yes or like even like some sort of like voiceover where we can hear her thoughts that would have been like a great place to flesh it out, but so much of what we experience with her is very surface yes, level, yes. and un- unfortunately, I mean that that's that's a common theme in a lot of romantic comedies, especially when they've been written by men, yes. and not women, yes, um, and we definitely, and that's I think that's why also why we get so much of Ben too, yes, um, because these. the writers could clearly identify with him right right yeah um but otherwise I mean I really enjoy
1: it I'm so glad like it's it's just it's one of those movies as I said that I turn on when I need you know to smile it's charming it's effervescent it's Manny Moore just being as I said like I think with a different actress or someone I don't know it just might not have worked like she just has Mm -hmm so much charm she takes the manic pixie dream girl but really just does make you want to come along for the ride
0: yes um what to do with like a lot of romantic comedies like the charm of the actors is such a vital important yeah vitally important thing um and she she does so much with her face yes that helps to sell just how big can, given how base level this character is yes. she does so much with her va- face to sell it it just makes it that much better exactly um you know you you see her when she's feeling vulnerable you when she's just feeling like she needs to express and feel life you see the excitement in it um in her in her drunk her drunk Anna isn't too bad either no like, not so bad you, you get that yeah
1: yeah no It. it's it's really as I said like I think it's underrated because because of the timing of the release and all of that but she it's really it just rests on the strength of her shoulders and she was Mm -hmm. you know a lot younger when she did this movie and 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 I just I just love it because I fall in love with Anna just like Ben does and and I fall in love with Ben because Anna does like Mm -hmm. it's just you know because he's not he tries his best like it's again it's so tropey you know he he's aware of the fact that he's a secret service agent. He's aware of the fact that he's keeping this from her, and that she is a little bit younger than him. And he tries. He tries so hard
0: mm-hmm. to like. And he, he tries to be like supremely that grumpy to her sunshine. He tries. He tries all day long.
1: All day long. He tries to be grumpy to her sunshine, and it just he just caves he caves like a, like, like a thing that caves because he can't help it. And, and it's, he's, un-bloody hinged. he's unbloody hinged. It's 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 just, I adore it. And, and it just gives me, you know, like happier Roman holiday vibes. Cause mm-hmm. you know, because that's a movie that is really close to my heart, but you know, they go their separate ways. The, the, yeah. the, the, the stodgy older man, doesn't get the girl. I mean that was actually a bigger age gap if you think about it. And that's really Oh yeah, it's like 20 years. Old. That was like 20 years. That was super creepy Gregory Peck and Audrey Hepburn. Here it's only like 5 years. It's not nearly as gross. But you know, he, they they get to end up together. And you mm-hmm. and you get the sense that even if it's not happily ever after, it's definitely going to work out for a while. Yeah. And and um so I I appreciate that too. That 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 story of a spoiled princess sort of growing up really fast after her one night adventure
0: mm-hmm. and falling in love in the process you know um i do love the inversion of him of her going after him um yeah i do Just kind of hope though i kind of wish though that they had um given him like a letter or something that she he gave to her explaining what happened and apologizing first um but i I do like that she goes after him and she's like, Hey, here I am for you. And I'm, I'm doing this big thing. Yeah. Like the other American in your life didn't.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And I'm trying to remember if there is a deleted scene between her dad and him, which is, Mm. which is what changes the dad's view of the whole situation and turns the dad. Yeah.
0: yeah. I, I mean, I would get him like just being like, Oh, my little girl. But he flips that script on her, his feelings about him very quickly.
1: Yeah, which is why I feel like I did see... Oh God, now I have to go look on IMDb while we're talking and be like, is there a deleted scene between them? Uh, <laughs> or am I making it up? Because I am a writer and sometimes I'm like, I'm just going to make this shit up.
0: No. Uh, I did like the soundtrack in the movie, though. The soundtrack is like... it's It, it just reminds me of high school so Oh, much. yeah.
1: The music is... <laughs> Great. Oh, really interesting. The final scene features an opera house rehearsal of Giacomo Puccini's Nessun Dorma. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I'm pretty sure there is like a brief scene between the dad and it might even just be a phone call between the dad and Ben um, mm-hmm. that's cut. And, uh, but yeah, I think the movie could have benefited from some more fleshing out here and there, for, for, you know, just to make it transition a little more smoothly. It, it's, yeah. it's kind of occupied... In being really charming and being a travelogue, as I said, like they shot it during a uh, like a concert in Berlin. I don't think there's actually a love parade, but it was something. No, like, it is. It's oh, a it, real thing. Oh, it
0: is a real thing. It is a love parade. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> It's a real life thing. Um, they probably didn't shoot during it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's a real life thing. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. so it's it's just visually a feast and uh, and just really silly and fun and and like I said, I don't know that I would write the sort of princess on the run uh stodgy guy uh, Mm -hmm. forced to put up with her thing but
0: um well it's it's kind of funny matthew good also did leap year which is like also kind of a road trip like taking a princess around thing too so like maybe this is his niche and we could like get him to do more yes (laughs) and more of these before you know he's he's too old. Um. Yes. I, 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 didn't like leap year as much.
1: And I, yeah. I, I think uh, also because he's doing this awful accent and I'm like, oh God. oh God, it was like a lucky charms, Irish accent. And I'm like, Matthew, good. You're British. You should be able to do better than that. <laughs>
0: like, I don't know. Um, I um, just last week, I uh, recorded one of these with um, Raya um, and we did mad about mambo. I uh-huh. want to talk about some bad Fake Irish accent. Oh, Oh. it starts. It has Carrie Russell in it. Oh man, she's doing. She's doing a bad Irish accent. Every like every. I looked up the cast. Everybody in that was actually English or Scottish. Oh my gosh, all doing the worst North Irish accent. Oh my god, is it as bad bad bad. as Tom Cruise
1: in Far and Away? (laughs) Because that is like that is my bar for really really bad Irish accent. Yes oh my gosh
0: <laughs> but anyway we
1: we wanted we off track but yeah so yes. I, <laughs> but that's the thing like I I love rom-coms for the same reason that I love romance which is which is that you get to be carried away
0: mm-hmm. you know for a
1: couple of hours and you know you're gonna smile you know you're gonna roll your eyes a little and but you know everything's gonna end
0: up okay and I I mean Matthew Good is so, so good yes. at doing like that, that grumpy that grumpy guy who's paint who's falling in love to the contrary of his better wishes. He's so good at that. He, he is. He is. Let's, he's so charming. He's he's a charming grump. I love it so much. Is. I
1: And really I honestly, could, that that that, that confession scene, like that is a great confession of love because it's like you the pent up aggravation where he's like you know just Fine. he's
0: mad at her. he's mad at her he's trying to keep her from going off with the guy he's mad he's jealous he's confused it's just oh, and he just explodes oh. with his feelings it's the best like go look it
1: up if you like uh like i love that kind of stuff that like he just he's had it
0: and he doesn't want her to go off with the walking alp so
1: <laughs> <laughs> so he has.
0: so he actually has to say his feelings and not just think them right but he's still not completely sure what all his feelings are oh gosh yeah yeah, yeah. so that's it's that's one
1: of my favorite cinematic love confessions just because it's yeah. just the common
0: watch this yeah watch this whole movie just for that i mean weiss and morales and their walking sexual harassment claim i mean. It's it's charming in ways, I guess, but that's only because of Annabelle Shira. Like, yeah, she makes it work.
1: Yes, because Jeremy like, Piven is just being Jeremy Piven, and it's just creepy and annoying. Yeah. His shtick, he's doing his shtick.
0: Yeah, and... he's he's doing what he always does, and she she goes from being like quiet to quietly interested to like sort of interested, and it's just she does. It's it's very subtle what she does, and I that's the only reason why I don't want to eat that beeline line, yeah, into the nearest canal because she makes it work and like she has this like one section when they're on the train to berlin and anna and ben are on the train mm-hmm. to venice where she goes off on him and she calls his behavior construction lunch crew behavior yeah yes. she's just like she just very softly just like hands him down and like just reads him the riot act of like the way he behaves around her and how it is like how it's rude and unnerving and unhelpful to their jobs and that, that helped a lot. That yes. went a long way to making that beeline better. I still don't buy at the end that they would be in love and she would be reading a bride magazine. Yeah, no
1: way. That's the part where I, yeah. But I, I did love that she got to have her say and set him down mm-hmm. and that you kind of subtly see, like, cause she makes a comment about his hairline too. And, mm-hmm. and so you see that he, it's implied that he's trying to change and, and, and take her advice. Mm-hmm. and and uh you know not be such a gross jerk <laughs> yeah but it, it is
0: jeremy pevin and that's what he excels at exactly um, yeah but yeah that's the movie i really think everybody should watch it i i i probably will probably give it another go yay um, i'm so glad I've, to hear that i've watched it like two times in 48 hours yes, so, yes! <laughs> it's, it's pretty it's pretty solid and it holds up oh good to I to the right amount
1: good I was worried about that you know and also you know because uh, again looking back now as like a, a little bit older you know you realize she's 18 and he's 23 and to some people that might be a deal breaker yeah but uh yeah,
0: it, it it kind of, but again it kind of works because she while she's playing youthful and dumb a lot she she still ages up the role a little bit yeah like, I, 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 like I said, I was 18 in 2004. I don't believe we were the same age. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe we were this. I don't believe she was my 18. And I did a lot of dumb stuff. Yeah, at 18. And I I don't I don't feel the same eighteen. She she vacillates between dumb eighteen year old to like morally superior and like very like elevated eighteen year old. Yeah. And that that's in part because of Mandy and how she played it. Yes. Which I appreciate. But yeah. So you it it makes the eighteen twenty three not so icky. Yes. Yes. If I read that on page, I would throw the book away.
1: Yeah. But
0: in, in the movie it works
1: it does. And he also, like as I said, he's torn and he's not like perving on her like ever mm-hmm. like even when she's butt ass naked in the in Eugenia's mom's bedroom or whatever you know mm-hmm. he's 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 not leering you know his his admiration of her never feels only sexual yeah like so so that also removes a, a bit of the creep factor where he really starts to fall in love with her whole personality and the fact that she's been naked in front of him like at least twice by that point <laughs> is like a footnote, you know? Yeah
0: especially because the first time he was doing his damnedest to get her clothed again and if you've if you've ever tried to take care of a person who's been drunk for the very first time he is definitely not happy about the yes yes he's not
1: happy about it he's not thinking about her as a sexual being at all it's more like oh my god naked president's daughter drunk off her ass what do i do like it's not Mm -hmm. sometimes you'll read a romance novel where like the hero is like feeling up an unconscious heroin or some shit and it's like ew
0: yeah <laughs> right not here none of that none of that
1: yeah. none of that he is all business he never so it's it's all very like above board and again I think having the off-screen love scene also helped although me personally I was like no I want to see it god
0: damn it <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch Matthew Good be tender and loving <laughs> yes exactly I want to watch him caress her and like help her take off her clothes like no Yes, but the, no, they denied us that. They denied us that. It's not fair. Give us more
1: sex. Give us more sex. I mean, you know, that would have been like we know stuff went on in that sleeping bag <laughs> quietly. Let's... Quietly we... too, because they couldn't wake up Gus, Gus, and McGruff. They had to. Be, they had to be quiet. Yeah. Furtive, furtive love making in the sleeping bag.
0: <laughs> Just too. Two bodies moving around like we could have just watched that (laughs) with their little heads peeking out at the top. (laughs) (laughs) they could have made it work? They could have made it work. A a good intimacy coordinator could have made that. Absolutely, absolutely. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) so yeah, watch Chasing Liberty. (laughs) Um, thank you so much, like Uh, what do you have going on right now?
1: what's in the works? What's in the works? So thank, first of all, thank you for having me on to talk about this, Allie. I am so happy you enjoyed the movie because it's one of my faves. Um, (laughs) I don't have anything particularly, well, I mean, there's always comedy in my books because I can't help it. People got to be funny. But, (laughs) but my upcoming uh, trilogy, I have an upcoming trilogy with source books called the Third Shift series. It's my first uh, real big crack at paranormal. Um, the first book is hitting store shelves on January 26, 2021. Uh, it's called Big Bad Wolf. I'm currently writing book two, uh, trying to finish that up. Um, there's a lot of danger banging. I mean, oh, a lot
0: of danger banging. A lot of danger banging.
1: It's all, there's no like lumps under the sleeping bag. It's all very, it's all explicit. You know, no one's covered up. <laughs>
0: but, yes, the sex that we want.
1: <laughs> yes, but and, and they're actually both, now that I think about it, they're, they're like road elements to both of them in terms of like the hero and heroine. So there are things that I do in my books that do mirror the movies I watch. So there is like a travel, run, on the run element. Nice. Um, there, um, just a lot more like violence than in a Come. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I've got going on right now is uh, is writing some paranormal romance. Uh, the first hero is a wolf shifter. Uh, the second one, he's a lion shifter.
0: Ooh. Yeah.
1: Um, and there's some uh, beings from- You know how
0: cats like to lick things, right?
1: <laughs> and the funny thing is, is that he's not the one that likes to do all the licking, that's my wolf. Ooh. Yeah, Interesting. I, did, I didn't even think about that. I'm like, maybe I need to get, put some more licking in book two. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, I I can't promise that there'll be rom coms, but there you'll definitely laugh a little because I I um I can't help it I I have to put puns in places and and things like that and lighten things up a little.
0: Nice. All right. Well, and thank you for coming on. Like I said, you can find Seligah at on Twitter. And at her website, Um, Again, thank you for coming on. It's been a blast. Oh, it's so much. It was so much fun. Thank you, Allie. This was great. Hope you enjoyed the episode. If you've enjoyed the podcast, be sure to leave a review on the Apple Podcast Store. Also, if you'd like to follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram, you can find it under Rom Ever After on both platforms. And if you wish to just follow me for other randomness, you can catch me at Ali is Writing on both platforms as well. Until next week.